you have a Bible with you on our uh, 52nd anniversary, I want to take about 10 or 15 minutes with you, and I want to talk about who we are as a people, uh, what, what we are as the people of Calvary. If you have your Bibles in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, it says, and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. That had poignant meaning in the day that Jesus said it. They knew what it was to pick up a cross. They'd seen it. They knew what it meant. He goes on to say, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Father, again, we thank you for this work in our lives, and we celebrate what's happened in Brad's life and what can happen in many others' lives. And pray that today, Father, you will just strengthen us in who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. On this this first Sunday in November, uh, let me me just, I, I need you to respond with me a little bit, so get your arms loosened up. Sometimes... Sometimes people, uh, no matter what you say, how many want a million dollars, they're not going to raise their hand. Uh, Let me ask, how many of you in this place that you consider Calvary Church your home church? Raise your hand. Raise it up high. Good, good. For the rest of you, welcome today. We're glad you're here. Uh, We're really thrilled that you're here, and we hope that you find, as Brad did, as we have, that this is home. This is home. Last year on our anniversary, we talked a little bit about why our name is Calvary. Instead of some denominational name, instead of some location, uh, we talked about this meaning of why we call ourselves Calvary. Christians today have a great affection for the word Calvary and the place Calvary, but let's remember it was redefined by an act that Jesus did on Calvary. Calvary was just a small hill outside of Jerusalem. If you went back in time to Jesus' day or even shortly afterwards and asked people uh, that you wanted to find it, they'd want to know why you want to go there. Well, three of the, three of the, the, of the translations talk about Golgotha. Luke uses a Hebrew Aramaic word whose translation is Calvary. That's where it came from. All of them mean the same thing the place of the skull. It was not a place of beauty or spiritual significance until Jesus went there. It was a place of Roman execution. When Jesus went there, he was going to change the meaning of that name. As a faith, we have some very significant central events in our faith. In a month, we're going to celebrate Christmas, the virgin birth, God coming to earth as a man, a lot to celebrate, and we'll talk about all of those things and why Christmas means so much to us. In April, we'll celebrate Easter and Resurrection Day and the power of God over death, the power of God in our life. But let's remember, please take note of this, both of those days lose their significance without Calvary. Calvary is where the prime act of Jesus took place. At Calvary, he paid the redemptive price for us. We owed a debt for sin that had to be answered And Jesus took it up on himself on that small hill outside of Jerusalem at a place called Calvary. And at Calvary today, we go there spiritually today where all men find a second chance, 
where all men can discover new life and where we can discover hope no matter what we're facing today. All mankind finds level ground at Calvary. Why? Because Jesus took on our sin. He took on our illness. He took on all of our needs and paid the price at the place of the skull. Calvary is the place Jesus died so we could have new life. Friends, I said this last year. I want to remind you. This is why we don't have a 100-foot manger outside of our building or hanging on our walls. It's why we don't have a 100-foot stone that rolled away from the tomb and we don't wear little rocks around our necks. We wear crosses. We honor crosses because it was on Calvary that Jesus bore the weight of our sin on the cross. All of those things are significant and important, but we have the cross and we call ourselves Calvary because it was the pivotal moment in all of history where Jesus went to the cross to pay for our sins. If you look at any of our material, we say this, Calvary is not just the name of our church. Calvary is where the world was changed forever. And we were given the opportunity to know God and to live life to the fullest because of the work of God. We are a people created by the work of Calvary. So what is the way we should live? What is the Calvary way? What did Jesus give to us to show us how, that, that was so important for us to capture? See, the people who look to Calvary are a people who are serious followers of Jesus, living lives his way, He's in our minds constantly. Living to please him is our goal. We believe that all other ways are flawed by our broken nature, and it is only in Jesus that we can live in freedom and enjoy. And all that was made available to us on a small hill outside of Jerusalem, the place of the skull that we call Calvary. And we wanted our name to reflect that moment and that time. So how do serious followers of Jesus approach life? Let me give you five quick things that are important for us, to, and then we're going to receive communion together. Number one is this. We believe that God the Creator loves us and wants to have communion with us. Has that sunk into your heart yet? that he has the best in mind for you, that his spirit dwells on this earth today and that someday we're all going to stand before him and those who have put their faith in Jesus and his work on Calvary will be able to be with him forever in eternity. So that no matter what we're going through, whether we get a bad diagnosis from the doctor, whether you know, our careers are struggling, whether our health or something else is struggling, no matter what's going on in our life, we can live with peace because in our heart because we know that we cannot be taken from his plan. God's plan will work out in our lives. And we can trust him for whatever the outcome. Living by faith is the Calvary way. We live by faith that God loves us. We believe, number two, that God has revealed himself to us through his word. 
The miracle of God's word is a blessing to mankind. His word is the correct standard for faith and conduct. His word teaches us how we should feel and how we should see and how we should act because we've been corrupted by a sin nature. If we obey the word, we can walk in security in the truth that God is with us and that he will keep his word. So the Calvary way, the way of the cross, is that we will seek his word daily, that we will dedicate time to learn his word, whether that's in classes or like tonight in small groups, because we want to apply ourselves to know his word. We know that his word uh, is not simply for the sake of getting knowledge, but his word is there to correct us, to instruct us, to teach us how to live so that we can live life properly. Being dedicated to the Word, to the Bible, is the Calvary way. That's who every person who's come to the cross discovers, and that's what we want to be known as, as a church. Number three, we believe that we were made for community. That completeness and wholeness of life is found in relationship. That we are stronger when we are in relationship. That we get better when we walk in relationships that count. This is why we have C2 groups like tonight. So that we can be connected in community. That by caring for each other and learning from each other, life becomes richer and easier and the church becomes a light to others in the world when they see people walking in that kind of community, that God intended us to walk in community. So being in relationship with other believers is the Calvary way. That's why we take so much time to offer those kind of settings for you to be involved in. We believe that we were created to serve, that God has given each one of us gifts, talents, and resources to help others, to be a blessing to others, that the the use of these tools brings purpose in our lives, that all people can be stars in someone's eyes as they serve them in Jesus' name, that the momentary sacrifice leads to long-term riches, that we are called to use what God has blessed us with to serve others, that being a servant to others is the Calvary. It's not the way of the world. The way of the world is trying to get others to serve us. But the Calvary way is that we will find purpose in service. And finally, I would tell you today, we believe that the Holy Spirit dwells with us so we can overcome all things. We believe that one of the the many things that makes Christianity stand out from other faiths is the understanding that God wants to dwell with with us, that we were made to walk in communion with him. And when that communion was broken because of mankind's rebellion, God had already foreseen this and planned a way to restore us all, to restore all who would come to him and have communion with him. He sent his son, Jesus, to be Emmanuel, God with us. And when Jesus went back to the Father, he sent sent his spirit to come and lead us into all truth and to commune with us 
And through the Spirit, you don't have to be ruled by the past, by the harm that others have done to you, by rejection others have done, by addictions that got a hold of your life, by bad choices that led your life the wrong direction. That because of the Holy Spirit moving in us, as we sang in the, the choir song today, the past can be behind us and freedom can be before us. We believe that that's the Calvary way. That no matter where you're at, there's hope for you. Finally, we believe that the world is trapped in a hopeless cycle of darkness until they discover Jesus. And we believe that we are called to tell others about Jesus in every way we can, by talking to them, by inviting them, by sharing with them, by giving to the needs of the world, that we want to help others discover the Calvary way. Being a witness to the world for Jesus is the Calvary way. Are you committed to being a person of Calvary? Not just a person of this local church, though we should be committed to that, but what this local church stands for, that Jesus paid the price for us on Calvary to give us new life. I hope every time you think about our church, you think about what Christ did for us on Calvary. Let's all stand together today. As you came in, you were handed uh, one of these. You see, if somebody didn't get one, raise your hand. Uh, there's a few people down front that didn't get one, guys. Let me tell you, this is communion. Now, I, I want to warn you. If you're not committed to the things I just told you about, if you're not, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that Christ paid the price for you on Calvary, if you're not committed to walking in the security of His Word and to walking in fellowship with others and to use your gifts uh, for Him and to trust the Holy Spirit to guide your life and that God loves you, you shouldn't do this today. We do this to say we remember what you did on Calvary for us. We remember the price you paid. More than saying, we remember, you're saying, I remember. I know that I owe you my life. I know that I owe you my loyalty. I know that I owe you my hope. I know that I owe you my obedience. Now, if you partake of this saying you know that and you don't live that way, you partake judgment on yourself. But when you partake of this in faith, you speak grace, the grace of God, on yourself. Amen? Father, today we hold this emblem of the blood of the Lamb and of the, of the cross and our, of, the, of His broken body in our lives. And Lord, today as we think about this and think about what your son has done for us. We remember all of this in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the great price that he, he paid for us. And we receive this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's partake of the body together today.
If you stand among us today and you've not asked Christ into your life to be your Lord and to be your Savior, you have the hope to do that and to reap the results of that for all eternity because his blood was shed for you, because he paid the price for you. And all you've got to do today is call on his name, ask him to forgive you of your sin, and he'll do it. Now, you know that he loves you enough, he's got the best for you. You need to know that his word is there to guide you. You need to know that his spirit is there to lead you. You need to know that the fellowship is there to help you grow. You need to know that you have gifts that you're supposed to use that will bring life to you. But it all starts with Christ dying for us. And we put our faith in that. Then we can experience life in him. Lord, we hold this cup that represents the shed blood of your son. We remember the broken price that he paid for us. And today, Lord, if there's anyone in this room who needs to ask your son into their life to be their Savior and their Lord, we pray that as they cry out to you in their heart right now, we know that you'll do that work in their life. Lord, help us as followers to know what it is to live the way of Calvary that your son did all of those things for us on Calvary. Let us receive that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Prayer teams, if they would, prayer teams, come on down. If you have a need of any kind, if you're not sure of your salvation or you have any other kind of need, come down and let somebody pray with you. We believe prayer changes things. Come down, and we believe that was all made available to us on Calvary. Come down, let somebody pray with you in a moment. Dan will dismiss you, and we can go out and uh, have some hot chocolate or whatever together. So if you have need for prayer, come on down right now, and then we'll pray with you. And,